www.brfcs.com. By the fans. For the fans. Since 1996. Welcome to BRFCS podcast number 61. I'm Wen Waihu, the BRFCS editor. Joining me in the virtual studio today is Chief Reporter Cammy to take us through recent events down at Ewood and bring us up to date. Pre-season's already underway and we haven't had a podcast since toward the end of last season, so there's quite a bit of catching up to be done. Uh, so we'll get on with it straight away. Uh, Cammy, uh, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm all right, Ren. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Um, yeah, extremely busy over at this end and extremely hot up in the 30s. But I believe over in Blackburn, it's uh, been rather hot as well there too. Yeah, we're in the midst of a, a heat wave. Last two weeks have been really, really hot. And yeah. uh, I'm just looking at my the temperature outside now, it's just touching 30 degrees. So, so wow. yeah, it's uh, we've got a bit of a heat wave here as well. Um, we... Talked last uh, middle of April, I think it was on uh, podcast number 60. Uh, the end of the season was a little bit of a, a nail-biting uh, end to a, a rather torrid season. But uh, the, uh, the season ended uh, with us staying up. Uh, since then, the, the main news has been that uh, uh, Paul Agnew has uh, left the club, uh, just leaving Derek Shaw uh, in place. Uh, Shebby hasn't been seen around uh, since the end of the season. And uh, uh, Boyer, our wonderful new manager, uh, appointed uh, just after the end of the season. And uh, all of a sudden, normality has returned to Blackman Rovers. Um, just to take us through a little bit of that, Cammy, um, what, uh, what do you know of the uh, Paul Agnew situation? Yeah, I'd heard a couple of weeks before he was actually moved uh, from a few people saying that um, he'd he'd be he'd be leaving Rovers very very soon. Um, a few people have speculated um, that um, there was some kind of clause in his contract uh, which um, allowed the owners to remove him after a year. So, uh, to be honest, you get these rumours as you know when throughout the year. Uh, that that Agnew was about to leave, or Shebby was about to leave, or Shaw was about to leave. So I didn't take much notice of it. Uh, and then, obviously, early uh, on the morning of, I think it was the fourth of of uh, June, but you know, it was early morning. Uh, the news broke that um, that um, Agnew had been removed, and it was exactly a year and a day. Uh, mm-hmm. To, to him signing the contract, so maybe there was something in his contract that that allowed them to review his petition after twelve months. Um, so, so yeah, he, he, he's gone, um, and uh, he uh, was, you know he, he was over in Portugal at the time, wasn't he? Yeah, I believe so. He was uh, there was a football league meeting going on. Um, it was the AGM, so they were holding it in Portugal for some reason, and uh, him and and. And Derek Shaw were were over in Portugal, um, and when he was told, you know, that his uh, services weren't required, and I think I don't think it was done in any personal way. I think it was um, just done via an, an email uh, communication saying uh, that he'd been he'd been removed. Um, 
um, this year what goes around comes around. Uh, um, I, I believe Appleton and um, Berg uh, were also sacked in very similar <laughs> kind of fashion, yeah. uh, where where they were just handed something by secretaries or personal assistants, and it wasn't done face to face. Yeah, and uh, Derek Shaw remains. Uh, there was considerable speculation that he would be going after one year uh, in position uh, but he's uh, he survived his uh, his first year hasn't he uh, it was what end of uh, june i believe when his first year was up yeah um it was the 29th of june uh, when when his one year and one day was up uh, that was a saturday so uh, you know on the monday 1st july uh, quite a few of us were thinking maybe um uh, you know he'll be getting his marching orders as well, uh, but um, obviously that 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 hasn't happened. Um, I, I don't know what his long term future at the club is. Um, I, I just can't see him surviving, to be, to be honest, because uh, you know Shebby's been sidelined, um, Agnew's gone, so obviously the owners are blaming uh, the three of them for the failures uh, off the pitch uh, in terms of the way the club was run. Um, um, so I think them three are being blamed for it, uh, particularly Agnew um, with the stuff that was said in court. Um, now, uh, you know, my personal opinion is that that was just a crude attempt to try and get out of the Berg co- contract, and and you know, the the, the judge uh, saw through all of that. But having said all of that in court, then you would imagine that um, eventually um, Derek Shaw will be removed. Um, I think he survived at the moment because there is no one else in place, um, you know, to to, to uh, take his position. So if they got rid of Shaw, who would step up? And particularly with the transfer window open, you need a managing director, chief executive in place, because uh, Rovers are very active in the market, both in selling players and also bringing in players. Um, so. I suspect that's what's saving him at the moment, but um, I do know that they have um, possibly looked at a few people to come in um, uh, on the executive board, um, and I believe that one or two people have even been interviewed, um, but there's been no movement on that. Um, mm. You know, so there's one side of that, and then the other side is. Um, uh, that they might be looking at bringing a director of football uh, to, to work alongside um, um, Gary Boyer, and the name that I've I've heard mentioned uh, is Rick uh, Mike Rick. He was uh, part of Mark Hughes's team, um, you know, Chief Scout, etc. Um, he, he hasn't gone to Stoke yet, so um, you know maybe he's being lined up for a position. Um, but you know that's all speculation at the moment. Um, but I think the reason Shaw surviving. Uh, is because there's no one else to take that spot. Um, And the transfer window open, particularly with Rovers being very active, uh, both on and uh, incomings and outgoings, I suspect that's why he's been uh, allowed uh, to to stay on at the moment. But um, come August, September time, you you could see uh, a a change happening. Yeah, and there's been talk for a while now of Venk is wanting to bring in uh, 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 members onto the uh, executive uh, and uh, possibly a, a new CEO. Uh, do you reckon that basically they couldn't find someone in time to uh, sideline Derek Shaw? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, it's all 
you know, just speculation on my part, but I think with the window open, um, with Agnew and Shebby being sidelined, um, I think they, they want they do they've learned from previous mistakes because remember when Paul Hunt left, <laughs> there was a period of time last summer where there was no one in charge, mm. um, and the, the summer before when um, John Williams had gone and um, um, uh, Tom Finn left at the end of May. There was a while before Paul Hunt was brought in and mm. given the right power. So the, there was a vacuum, and both times the, there was the transfer window was cocked up at the start, and and then we had to do all our, our signings later on in the window. Um, and I think they've learned from that. And you know, it's no surprise that this year we've got our business done relatively early, you know, compared to, to previous years. Yeah. Um, you know, I know the season starts fourth of August, but even still, you know, we 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 seem to be doing our business a lot earlier than before, and I think that is purely down to having someone at Ewood who's got the authority to make those kind of decisions and set up deals, etc. Because the owners can't; they might give the permission to do go and sign a player, but you know, they don't, they don't get involved with the negotiations, etc. So, so I suspect that's the reason why. Um, um, Derek Shaw's still here, and once they've got someone lined up, um, they may decide to make that change, uh, possibly after all the transfers are done. Yeah, yeah. and uh, finance director Karen Silk is reported to have handed her notice in quite a while ago now. Uh, she's uh, serving her notice. Um, there's no chance of her staying on, you don't think? No, I mean I don't. I've not heard any different, yeah. uh, other than the, the the same speculation that she'd handed a notice in, and possibly the there's six month uh, notice period, and that she's working that 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 notice out. You have not heard any any different to to that, and I think it'd be difficult for someone. You know, once you've decided to quit some somewhere, it's very mm-hmm. difficult to take that decision back. So, so I suspect she's working. Uh, her notice period out. Uh, I hope you know that she does have some change of heart. You know, maybe with Shebby being sidelined and Agnew being uh, sacked, um, you know, maybe she will. I hope she she um, has a change of heart because she's a very very good finance director, uh, very respected, uh, very good at her job uh, from from uh, the, the stuff that I've heard anyway. So uh, so hopefully she does have a, a change of heart. Yeah, good. And uh, also off the pitch, um, it, it would seem that uh, marketing is uh, now moving ahead uh, with things like uh, advertising, uh, getting the advertising boards sorted and uh, sh- shirt sponsors and what have you. Um, uh, wh- why, why is that? Yeah, I think it looks like they've got, um, there seems to be more decision. This is something that's happened relatively recently. They seem to have more decision-making power, You know, whereas everything before had to go via Pune, um, and every single decision had to go via there. I think they seem to have a bit more flexibility in terms of when they're making uh, decisions, etc. So so I think uh, they're now making decisions more locally, and maybe not everything's being referred back to uh, to Pune. So you know, we've got a shirt sponsor in, in place. Both the home and the away shirts are out now, Um I had my doubts that they'd be out before the start of the season, but you know they've got it done, and and now we're 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 up and running on that side. Yeah, it's good, it's good. And uh, the uh, advertising 
Hordingsler, a year ago, uh, we commented on this for the Leicester match where oh, there's so many white spaces. Um, uh, how about uh, for the coming year? Yeah, I was talking to uh, someone from advertising department. I just ha- happened to meet and uh, who I know, and um, yeah, he was saying that, um, that 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 a lot of the advertising holdings this year will will have been sold come the start of the season. So uh, you won't see those white uh, blank boards, so to speak. So hopefully, they've. Um, They've they've managed to do that. Maybe they've adjusted the prices, etc. Mm. <laughs> I think we were trying to charge Premier League prices last year, and and we were in the Championship. So so maybe there's been a rethink, and they're offering uh, opportunities to local businesses uh, at maybe at uh, sort of more competitive rates, and and that's why they've managed to to sell them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it's good to see the club moving. Well, just moving. I was going to say moving forward, just moving at all after. So, so what? Two years of inertia. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, the impression that I'm you know, getting that uh, that the club is running in a more uh, sort of uh, in a proper manner. You know, you know, that's not to say it's perfect, and you know, it'd be stupid to say that. You know, that that is now running like a proper football club. It isn't, but yeah. I think it's running um, in a much better way than it was, say, twelve months ago. As people seem to be a little bit more more happy about the way things are going. So, so yeah, um, hopefully, you know, they can continue to make some sensible decisions and uh, maybe allow the people at Ewood, you know. To, to run things um, rather than trying to micromanage it from from Pune but you know I've, I've said this consistently with Venkis we're always uh, two weeks away uh, from a full-blown crisis you know that's the way these guys seem to run things so so, mm. so while it might be running all right now you know they're well capable of making a, a stupid decision at any point which would within a couple of weeks uh, throw us into a full ball on uh, crisis. So, so we'll, we'll, you know, history has proven with these guys that yeah. <laughs> eventually they'll do something that will uh, 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 mess things up. So, yeah. so it's always cautious uh, optimism with these guys. Yeah, they've got a fair bit of previous, haven't they? <laughs> they have indeed. <laughs> dear, oh dear. And, um, uh, Shebby, of course, uh, thankfully is uh, is not down at Ewood or anywhere near Brockall or, or England for that matter. But, um, Gary Boyer seems to have uh, taken over a similar role to what Steve Keane uh, had um, what, for for a year and a half, over a year and a half. Um, what what do you make of that? He, he, Gary Gary Boyer has been over to Pune. He's met. Uh, um, Mr. Desai and, uh, and the brothers, and uh, he, he seems to have, have got their their trust and their their understanding. Um, would you say that the relationship uh, is reasonably similar to uh, the the Steve Keen relationship in terms of you know uh, delegation and what have you? Yeah, I think uh, Bo- uh, Gaz uh, Gary Boy, sorry. Um, um, Realise pretty quickly that uh, with Venkis, uh, it's better if you meet them face to face, which Bergen, uh, well, Appleton did do, but he met the brothers, but not Mr. Desai. And Berg, I don't, don't think, met any of them uh, like in, on a formal basis. Um, so I think he realised going to Pune, uh, finding out exactly what the position is, and then 
telling them his plans is the best way forward. And you know, I think he he did that after he got the job uh, uh, as caretaker boss, and then I think he's had at least one subsequent visit uh, from you know after the end of the season, where he's gone out and you know had chats with them, and now he's in charge of the football side of things. So he's going to be. Um, you know, all the football decision making that's all uh, that's his department basically and um you know he he he'll be making those decisions and um you know he'll be taking things forward um and um you know he, he's got free reign within reason to 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 work on that side of things whereas pre last season Shebby was involved and various other things were happening so so I don't think that's there anymore and he seems to be a man with a plan. Basically, he he knows which players he wants out of the club. He knows which players he wants to bring in, um, and he's got um, a, a plan in place in terms of where he wants the team to be within um, sort of twelve months, etc. So so yeah, you know he's he's well on with with bringing uh, players into the club. Um, you know, a few pe- people have left. More will be leaving. Um, over the next few weeks, and and he'll be you know rejigging the squad, and he seems to have free reign to to do that within reason. Mm. Yeah, um, of course, uh, there's been discussion over the last couple of years about who is behind all the deals and what have you. Um, this time, uh, Gary Boyer is very much in control of uh, the incomings and outgoings. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, like Appleton was when when he took over. Uh, you know, Gary Boyer's got uh, f- pretty much uh, full control of 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 things, and he'll be, you know, there's no Jerome Anderson etc. involved at the moment anyway. Um, and Gary's been allowed to do you know what, whatever he wants in terms of uh, sorting those deals out. Mm, yeah. We had uh, the Portuguese coming in with uh, um, Shebby dealing with a single agent uh, over in Portugal uh, last year. Uh, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, we've uh, we've not had anything of uh, of that uh, ilk this time. Uh, the Portugueses, they're uh, they're going one by one. Uh, could you take us through the the outgoings, starting with uh, uh, Nuno Gomes first? Uh, yeah, uh, Nuno uh, has had his um, contract um, sort of you know mutually agreed um, to. Um, get rid of him, his contract, and um, you know he won't have gone for free. They'll, they would have met halfway, and and we've we've cancelled his contract. So he's now um, you know a, a free agent, so to speak. And mm. I'm sure that he'll probably end up back in Portugal with with one of the clubs there. Um, and uh, you know he did all right last season, but I think towards the end of the season you could see that um, uh, you know he, he's not the player that he was. Uh, and it was a surprise to me. You know, he wants to play football more regular at his age. You know, he doesn't want to be sit, sat on the bench. And we've come to an agreement uh, to 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 let him go. Mm. Yeah, and uh, there's uh, one or two other of the the Portuguese players who went out on loan and what have you uh, during last season. Uh, what's happening with them? Yeah, Nuno. The only other one that from the Portuguese contingent at the moment is Nuno. Uh, Enrique, uh, he's gone to FC uh, Aruca, 
Arura or something like that. Anyway, Aruka, that's the FC Aruka. So he's gone out there. Um, Rosado and uh, Jorge, Paulo Jorge, um, you know, they, they, they're still at the club. Um, but, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them moving on um, um, come um, the, the, the end of the transfer window. And um, we've we've had uh, one or two uh, others leaving the club. Um, could you just take us through the rest of the outgoings? Yeah, um, you know, Martin Olsen's just left, hasn't he? Martin Olsen's uh, gone to Norwich. Uh, the fees believed to be two and a half million, um, but you know that it's been an undisclosed fee. Um, so good luck to Martin. He's been. Fantastic, you know, he's come through the ranks and he gave us an extra year. Um, but obviously, the, the lure of playing in the Premier League uh, at a fairly, you know, good club in Norwich. So, so uh, he posted a message to Rovers fans uh, yeah. last night on 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 Twitter. Yeah, I um, saw it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was really good of him. You know, he didn't need to do that, um, but he did, and he, he's a Rovers fan. You know, he he um, he, he likes the club. He's he's, he's He's grown up here, um, so 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 good luck to him. Um, then uh, superstar Danny Murphy finally <laughs> has gone. You know, uh, again uh, his contract was uh, terminated after mutual agreement. Um, uh, again, no surprise. You know, he, he's been absolutely woeful uh, for the club. You know, we had such high hopes when he came in. Uh, that maybe he could be that two-guy type player where he'd sit in midfield and control games and um, show a bit of passion and commitment. Um, unfortunately, I saw very little evidence of that last season and he was pretty much a liability when he was on the pitch. Yeah, So, so uh, absolutely, you know, uh, right decision to get rid of him. Uh, yeah, and I don't think he's the type of character you are hanging around if he's not playing, you know. Mm. Uh, you know, he's a big personality. He's on TV, etc. And I don't think he'd be happy just, you know, like what happened at uh, sort of February onwards when he was dropped. So, so maybe he's not the type of character you want hanging around. So he's gone. Yeah, uh, good. that's good. Uh, Wayne Rooney, sorry, uh, David Goodwillie <laughs> 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 uh, uh, has gone back uh, to Dundee United mm. on loan. Um, you know, so so he's gone back. To, to, to where he came from, uh, um, so so those are the the confirmed outgoings. Your know, people who've who've, who've or deals have been completed. Um, uh, Batistuta, sorry for Mika, uh, he was off to yeah. uh, to um, Abu Dhabi uh, right. to, to play. Uh, unfortunately, it, uh, I mean this was like the lottery had come in. You know, yeah. they, they were going to buy him for one million. Pounds. <laughs> so yeah. not only were we getting rid of a big wage earner, yeah. we also get a million pounds for it. Uh, unfortunately, there seems to be a problem with his medical, uh, and that deal, I yeah. believe, has fallen through. But it might be something that's resurrected uh, yeah. uh, later on in the window. So he's he's on his way. Yeah. I think he's back, or he'll be back at the club next yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, Ruben Rochina, uh, unleaded from BRF, you know, from the forums. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, has been reporting over the last uh, four or five days that he's off back uh, back to La Liga yeah. uh, to to Spain yeah. to to on loan to Alice. Uh, yeah. um, um, 
I've personally uh, not heard anything of that deal. Uh, I don't have really any contacts uh, uh, with representatives of Rubens, mainly because I don't know who it is. <laughs> so I've tried to find out who his agents, etc., but not had any any luck. Mm. Um, so I can't confirm or or, or deny that one. But uh, you know, unleaded is over the years been a fantastic source of information, mm. and he very rarely gets things wrong. So. I suspect that that's something that that that's going to happen. So it looks like he's on his way off back mm-hmm. to to Spain. Um, yep. So so those are the the real people who uh, whose deals are imminent. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the only other one is Scott Dan. Um, I know Southampton have just signed a twelve million pound defender, but um, I think they uh, they are still interested in him. Um, and I know Martin Yall. Uh, Fulham manager, uh, he likes him as well, um, and he likes Jordan Rhodes as well. <laughs> so, and now that they've been just been subject to a big takeover, 150 million pound takeover uh, by uh, Mr. Khan, who's a, a NFL owner as well. I'm just wondering whether they have money to spend and whether Joel will come in for Rhodes and for Dan. But Dan's uh, there's quite a number of Premier League clubs who are interested in Scott Dan. And um, uh, it, that's, there's another one that I could see happening. Mm. Um, Jordan Rhodes is a more difficult one because obviously we're not going to sell him on the cheap. So someone's going to have to pay 10, 11 million pounds for him. Yeah. Um, and uh, I thought one of the newly promoted clubs, you know, uh, Cardiff or a Hull would do it, but the Hull seem to be not spending that kind of money. You know, they're looking at more four or five million pound players. Mm. So, so. Again, we'll just have to wait and see what happens on that respect. But I think we will be fielding some Premier League interest. I'll be amazed if a Premier League club doesn't try to sign Jordan Rose. Whether they get him is a completely different matter. Yeah. Um, But I'd be amazed if someone doesn't have a go at trying to sign him anyway. So, um, uh, but the the issue will be whether someone's prepared to pay nine, ten, eleven million for him. You know, Mm. and. That, that's that's more debatable. Yeah. On the outgoing side, uh, is there any news on Orr? No, he's uh, training away. You know, him and Dixon are two and Leon Best. Leon Best actually uh, spent the summer at a boot camp uh, working on his fitness, something that he did himself off his own back. Oh, so full credit to him for doing that. He spent three weeks, uh, two weeks, two and a half weeks at a, a boot camp. Um, so hopefully he's come back lean, mean, you know, and and uh, ready to to prove himself. Um, I'm prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt uh, from last season because he'd been out for most of the season, and then he came back at a time he didn't have much chance to play any reserve games, uh, etc. So I'm prepared to give him benefit of doubt when uh, you know to, to say yeah he'd had a very serious injury and he wasn't fully fit. So uh, we'll hopefully he can stay fit through pre-season he's had this boot camp so hopefully we'll see the real Leon Best uh, at the start of the season then we can make a judgement as to whether he's a, a Danny Murphy or whether he's actually going to be useful to us mm, yeah. uh, you mentioned uh, Dixon Etuhu there um, yeah. is, is he still in one piece? just about yes <laughs> so again he's back I think he's back pre-season now as well so he should be available at the start of the season as well so um, you know again 
he was playing with Danny Murphy last year. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, maybe he was a one-man midfield because Murphy was so very poor. Mm. Uh, maybe that was putting him under a lot of pressure as well. But now he'll have Jason Law there, got Williamson, and you know we'll be talking about the incomings. Yeah. So so maybe he'll have more help um, in in centre midfield than you know last year where he was a one-man show because Murphy was so very poor. Mm, yeah. yeah, you're mentioning uh, Danny Murphy there. Um, his uh, namesake, Luke Murphy uh, from Crew. Uh, was uh, going to be considering coming to the Rovers until uh, Leeds came along and uh, snapped him up. So we've uh, missed out on him. Um, Jay Spearing is the one uh, that's currently uh, uh, being looked at. Uh, was it 1.75 million, is it? That uh, yeah. has been yeah. uh, agreed in principle between Rovers and Liverpool. Uh, but um, until we come up with the, the money uh, and uh, agree terms with him uh, nothing's going to happen there and, I'd be surprised uh, yeah. if we get Jay Speeding to be honest yeah um, he he's not he's you know we've not talked to the player we've not talked to his agent we've just agreed a fee etc with with his with with Liverpool yeah um, the money will be there now with uh, Martin Olsen moving on um, so so that that won't be a problem uh, but from what I'm I'm told and Andy Cry has tweeted this as well uh, his agent seems to think that uh, the deal's not very likely. Uh, he'll he'll talk to Rovers, I think, but Gary Boy will have to do a big selling job on him because he thinks that he can still possibly get a move to a Premier League club, mm. and, and and he wants to give it a go to try and get a, a loan move to a Premier League club um, rather than drop back into the Championship. But uh, if we do get him, I think he'd be a very good addition. He was Bolton's Player of the Year. Um, I've talked to, I've worked with a couple of Bolton fans, and and they were saying that you know they, they they're very disappointed that Bolton aren't going after him. Mm. Um, so, so so that's one that that's um, possible, but um, I think there's going to be a lot of work needed to to get him to the club. Yeah. Uh, but but at the moment, all that's been agreed is a fee between Rovers and and Liverpool, and now that Rovers have the money in place, I'm sure they'll be given permission to talk to the player. But whether he wants to even talk to to the to Rovers or whether he he'll talk, but you know he's not likely. You know from what his representatives anyway are saying, um, a lot of work's going to have to be done to to get him to even consider joining yeah. Rovers. Yeah. Oh, fair play to him. He's what twenty-four now, and uh, uh, he's uh, he's with his uh, boyhood club. Um, he wants to give it another go uh, in pre-season to see if he can push himself to uh, into first-team reckoning. Uh, if he stays in the Premiership, good luck to him. So yeah. I, I think if he does come to us, then it's because because uh, he wants to. He's just seen something yeah. in in the Rovers. Hopefully, it's not just the money. But uh, uh, so yeah. Whether we get him or not is another matter, but if we do get yeah. him, uh, uh, I think he'd be motivated enough to get uh, get back to the Premier League. Yeah. yeah. So, in terms of actual incomings, uh, mm. should we just go through them? Yeah, there's been quite well, a number of them. Yeah, I was just wondering, uh, you know, we've missed out on Luke Murphy, we could miss out on Jay Spearing. Uh, Dave Jones, who was on loan from Wigan uh, uh, and from uh, January through to the end of the season, uh, he was... Uh, he's a free agent now. He was uh, sort of uh, w- one of the main main men that we were going to be looking at to, to sign permanently. 
but he's uh, gone to the dark side, or yeah, he's not gone to the dark side yet. Uh, well, I it's, it's bad enough, I, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Burnley want him, but uh, I think he's hoping that Blackman will still come in for him. Save him. Uh, so, 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 uh, yeah, save him. Uh, and I think he's got other options as well. So I don't think Burnley is absolutely done and dusted. Mm. Uh, I'm very surprised that we haven't got in for him because I thought he did all right. Uh, yeah, he had that magnificent debut when he came on as a substitute again when we were 3-0 down. Yeah. And then he didn't hit those heights again. But, you know, he's very good with set plays. He's got fantastic left foot. He works hard. Um, and you know, I thought he'd be uh, on a free as well. Although you know, his wages will be, I assume, fairly big. But I thought you know he'd 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 do a good job for us. But at the moment, nothing's happening on that. I think Rovers are looking at, at other possibilities. Um, um, and but you know, while he remains on the market, I suppose there is a chance that we will go back in for him. But just at this moment, uh, I think exploring other opportunities. But with uh, with the squad being away in Portugal last week. Um, and Boyer being out there as well, um, I don't think there's, there was much movement on on stuff in terms of income. You think when now that they'll be back next week, Boyer will be back in the country, then we'll we'll hopefully see some more action in terms of uh, the likes of Speeding and Jones, etc. Yeah, yeah. And so, do you want to take us through uh, the incomings then? Yeah. So um, we'll start with Todd Kane. Uh, he's come back in on loan. Um, you know, he was. Really good towards the back end of last season. Uh, very attacking right back. Um, so, so he's he's come back in. Um, so I'm I'm delighted with that. He's, that he's, we've got him back in on loan. Uh, we've signed Chris Taylor from Millwall. He's a left winger. Um, again, I've talked to a few people at Millwall. Uh, some fans that I know, and I, I went on one of the forums, and they, they said he was really good for them last year. Um, and uh, again. They gutted uh, at, at losing him, so we've got him on a free transfer. Uh, Alan Judge, uh, former Rover, uh, he we've got him on a on a free transfer from Notts County. Uh, he was, I think, he was in the League One team of the year, and uh, Notts County fans absolutely you know, love him, and and again are absolutely like, gutted uh, at losing him. Then we've got Simon Eastwood uh, from Portsmouth. He's I assume going to be the backup goalkeeper, so he's come in. Uh, then this week we've signed Kilgallen, uh, uh, centre back from Sunderland, um, again on a free transfer. Uh, we've signed Alex Morrow, again a, another former over. Um, he's coming from Crystal Palace. I think he's also on a on a free transfer. And then we've got DJ Campbell back at the club. Um, um, you know, again. On a, on a free transfer, I think this was from from what I've been told. This is something that was arranged um, at the time we signed him on loan. Uh, remember, we there was a fax machine fiasco yeah. uh, where we missed out on Campbell and Jerome Thomas, and yes. then Campbell came back on an emergency loan. But I think this was all done and dusted at the time, you know, where we got him on the loan that we'd uh, signed some contract clause, etc which allowed us to bring um, DJ Campbell in, you know. So so those are the, the confirmed incomings. So, yeah. so 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 that's where we are. So it's been a very, very uh, busy uh, summer, both outgoings and incomings. And I suspect uh, there's going to be uh, quite a number more uh, coming in. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So uh, those are essentially free freebies and loans. Um, we've got 2.5 million or thereabouts coming in from the sale of Martin Olsen. Um, is there any chance that we'll be getting a marquee signing in at all? Uh, marquee being, you know, someone who actually costs money. Yeah, um, I think we will. Um, I, I didn't believe that we would, but um, just some conversations that I had on Thursday and Friday with a few people, um, I think we will be uh, spending some money on, on a couple of players. I don't think it's anywhere near the end of our transfer window, even though we've got these large number of players in. I think we will possibly, um, while I can't say any names because it's just... That, you know, it's just very early. It's just speculation, so I'm not going to put any names out there. Yeah. Um, but, but I think Boy's plan is to spend some money that that he's got uh, on um, a couple of uh, players that you know will again help to improve the squad, um, and there'll be monetary signings rather than freebies. Uh, the other one I've heard is he's very very keen on Nick Powell from Man United on loan. Um, you know, he's the ex-crew player who went to United last year, and there's a possibility that he could be available on loan. Um, unfortunately, our old friend Owen Coyle is also interested in him as well. Um, so he's at Wigan, so we may have some competition for him. But um, and um, you know, with Gary McPhillips here, uh, who was previously at Crew and knows uh, Powell. Uh, very well. Hopefully, that'll work to our advantage. So, that's one potential loanee that we could see. In. But I think the plan at the moment is to get the transfers in terms of who we're selling out of the way. Then they've done a lot of the freebie transfers. Um, then to spend money on a couple of players, um, you know, and then look at what's left over. And then possibly look at the loan market using the money that they've got left over. Uh, the club is being run in a proper manner uh, with regards to the financial fair play uh, that's coming in. So Rovers want to be compliant with FFP. Um, so even if the owners wanted to put the money in, they can't, you know, because that you've got a the income you generate is what you use um, for for transfers, etc. So, you know, we, we've got an adv- so a little bit of an advantage over the the clubs in the championship um, other than the ones who came down, you know, with us um, uh, because we get the parachute payment. So that's a legitimate income coming into the club. So that's another £16 million this year. So if we can move the high earners on, then that will free up Money on in the budget and won't contravene FFP, and that would then allow us to bring some players in. And your money raised from selling players again, that's a legitimate income. So, so that's that's all good. Um, so, I think we are trying to be FFP compliant, and then uh, you know we've getting rid of a lot of the high earners. We bought in cheaper replacements, but players that uh, Gary Boyer knows knows well, um, and. He thinks they can do a good job for Rovers, and then they look at what's left over um, once they've you know, sorted out who else is going out, and then they'll poss- possibly be making a couple of signings that cost money, and then they'll be looking at the loan market. So that, that seems to be the plan. Yeah, uh, you're saying there about uh, the parachute payments. There was, of course, rumour that we'd already spent the the, the par- parachute payments. 
do you know any further on that? Or? Nothing more on that at the moment, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but you know, um, let, let's just work on the best case scenario that they haven't. Right. <laughs> and then, um, you know, um, there, there's lots of stuff out there regarding, uh, you know, how they'd funded paying off all these staff that been sacked. Yeah. Um, so, so, but let, let's just work that they haven't and, um, you know, that they they're working to, to to that kind of plan. Yep, yeah, good. Now uh, pre-season's uh, up and running now. Uh, we played Wrexham away last weekend, uh, one all draw. Uh, managed to get the equaliser through uh, Chris Taylor in the ninety third minute. You didn't get to see the match, I don't believe. Did you get to hear anything about it directly? Uh, yeah, well, just from people who were at the game. Yeah. Um, and they said that it was a typical pre-season friendly, to be honest. Players only been back in training for a week. Um, you know, we did have a few chances, but uh, it was more of a fitness exercise. And we played two completely different sides. So we had a one eleven for the first half, and then a completely different eleven for the se- for the second half. Um, but it's very hard to read in to to two games that early in the pre-season. You know, even if we won ten nil, <laughs> would have still been well. There's, it's all about fitness, to be honest. Um, yeah. uh, more of a fitness exercise. Um, I think they're playing tonight against. Um, I, I completely forgot the name, but they're playing the Portuguese side tonight, and then they're back in the country for uh, the, the, what I will term as the proper pre-season program. You know, where we've got uh, five games um, coming up that will, will then help us build up to to the derby game um, on. On the fifth of August, yeah, fourth of August. Sorry, uh, yeah, it's the uh, the yeah. Saturday, isn't it? No, Sunday. It's been moved to the Is Sunday. It? Yeah, it's a Sky 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 game, so it'll be on Sunday, the fourth of August, at four o'clock. Uh, right, yeah, that's uh, so, that's good to know because I would have been on my own. <laughs> I would have been on my own in Derby, wouldn't I? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I get back in England on the first, and uh, I, was, uh, I was planning to go to Derby on the Saturday. Yeah, oh, yeah, dear. you'd have been on your own there. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, in terms of the the preseason friendlies that we've got coming, so we've got the Portuguese side tonight, uh, beginning um, with P, I think. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Portsmouth so, so or something. Yeah, something like that. So we've got them tonight. Then uh, a week. Week today, uh, we've got Southport, um, followed by a few days later by Crew. Um, then we've got Rochdale on the twentieth of July, and then on the twenty Tuesday twenty third of July we've got Preston, and then we've got the big game, <laughs> as Paul Agnew described it against Everton um, uh, on the twenty seventh of July, um, and that'll be the the end of the preseason program, and then the following week. On the Sunday, the fourth, we've got uh, we start our league campaign against Derby. Yeah, be good. Yeah, and and that's part of the 125-year anniversary celebrations for the football league, is it? Yeah, that's part of the 125-year uh, uh, anniversary where there's selected games. Um, those fixtures were released by the football league before the main bulk of fixtures were released. So mm. I think it's Bolton versus Burnley. Is, the other one and there's a few other games um, in League One etc uh, 
So, the, yeah, these are the 125th anniversary fixtures, you know, of mm. the founder members. So it's just lucky that, like, well, unlucky for us that we're all in the same division, <laughs> you know, whereas, uh, so they've been able to, uh, you know, incorporate us into, into these fixtures. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, really looking forward to the new season. Um, I think uh, Burnley, uh, that's, uh, that was moved to the Sunday and then moved back to the Saturday, I believe. Uh, yeah, I, I'm so annoyed by that because we had a, a family wedding, basically, and once the fixtures were out and once it was moved to Sunday, I, I went and told them, right, we got you can do the wedding on the 14th because the Burnley fixtures is on is on on the Sunday, and you know, so that was all good. And now they've moved it back to the Saturday, yeah. <laughs> and the wedding's on the Saturday, and you know, it's a family wedding, so absolutely no chance of getting out of that one. Uh, so I'm really, really annoyed by that one because you know, it was moved to a Sunday, so you, I thought, right, well, it'll stay there. And, you know, I know other people have made other plans as well, and they're a bit annoyed by it as well. Yeah, never mind. Uh, at least it'll be televised this time. Yes, yes, which is which is good. You know, it, it deserves that um, uh, media focus because it's one of the, well, one, one of the most passionate derbies out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bit of luck. It might be beamed back to Ewood if uh, if it's a sellout. Yeah, the problem is because it's a Sky game. You know, people just watch it at pubs or mm. or whatever. Right? If it if it just been a, a, a twelve o'clock kickoff and it would have been televised, then there would be possibility of beaming it back to to Ewood. But I, I think because it's on live on TV, um, I I doubt they'll 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 do it back uh, beam back. Mm-hmm. All right, people will be able to see it, which is the the main thing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to coming back. Uh, I was going to say to the cool of uh, Britain. I mean, it'll be freezing cold by the time I get back. I tell you. But, uh, yeah, uh, this heat wave will be well and over by the time you come back. Yeah, yeah. I could hear the ice cream van uh, passing your house. Uh, before yeah so yeah exactly uh, <laughs> give the listeners some uh, background music as well <laughs> yeah, yeah it's good great so yeah i look forward to coming back uh, to the uk and uh, watching the rovers again catching up and stuff um in the meantime we've uh, we've got the uh, rest of the pre-season uh, to to look uh, to look forward to in terms of games and uh, hopefully some uh, movement on the transfer front uh, so we'll uh, be having another podcast or two before season uh, gets underway uh, on August yeah. the 4th, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, and then we'll have uh, uh, regular uh, podcasts uh, in the new season. So just before we round up uh, for today's podcast, uh, at the end of last season, we had uh, an event down at Ewood, uh, May 22nd, I think it was. Uh, organised by BRFC Action Group. Um, you went along to the Legends game, I believe, and uh, did some work for BRFCS. Yeah, um, it was, uh, first of all, a fantastic event. Um, hats off to Action Group uh, for organising it. And, but, you know, first take this opportunity to thank them, uh, particularly Glenn and Mark, um, for giving BRFCS uh, access, all all access really, we could go wherever we wanted. So we had access to the changing rooms, to the dugout area, um, um, you know, 
all the players, both the legends and the the sporter side, they were all happy to talk to us. Um, um, so real huge thanks to Glenn and Mark in particular uh, for sorting that out and uh, to Stuart Cayley, who's a Rovers um, safety officer, for helping us with the setup and getting us Wi-Fi ex- access, etc., which unfortunately wasn't the best. So we wanted to do a, a really good quality broadcast, um, but the Wi-Fi at Ewood was atrocious. Um, so we had to scale back what what we were doing, but it was a good learning experience, and you know we've we'll be doing a lot more of these live uh, audio visual kind of broadcasts throughout the next season. Um, also, like to thank uh, Josh and Anna. Josh did the technical side, and Anna, who's a young journalist, uh, she came came up and helped with the interviews, etc. So it was a really good evening. Um, uh, you know, I think the sporters side did their best. <laughs> Uh, it was good to see two guy again uh, who, who turned it on, uh, and it was a, just a fantastic evening where we could all reminisce about you know the, the good times that you would. Uh, it was great to see the legends back. Uh, just talking to them both on and off camera, you could see that they still deeply care about the club, and um, obviously hurting to, to see it uh, in the position that it was. But um, you know. I think it was just a really good evening and, and I know there is some good money for uh, the former players association. So, so, so yeah, it was a fantastic event. I think we, we also had a, we had a, a box there. Uh, Glenn and Steve put their hands in their pocket for once and, uh, <laughs> and they had a, uh, um, uh, a box there. And I think some of the moderators uh, and people like the volunteers who, who helped to run the, the website you know without whom you know we wouldn't be where we are so it was just a thank you to them uh, and so so they were invited and it was good uh, to put some faces to names because I'd not met most of them face to face so 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 that was good as well to, yeah. to catch up with them good yeah uh, just to clarify to listeners uh, the the organizers uh, the action group uh, referring to uh, Glenn and Mark, that's uh, Glenn Mullen and Mark Fish of the Action Group. And uh, when when we speak of uh, Glenn and Stee, uh, that's Glenn and Stee of uh, BRFCS Admin. Uh, yes. It's, it's always a source of con- confusion having uh, two Glens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In fact, uh, the, uh, the BRFCS Admin Glenn is called Glenn, not Glenn. Yeah, <laughs> on, on, the, on the board if you can work oh, it out. Yeah, um, just going back to the Legends game, um, Craig Short played in the game, and uh, subsequently he's been appointed uh, uh, coach. Yeah, first team coach. Yep. Uh, I don't think he had any inkling about it being that he's going to be offered that position at that point because uh, he was talking quite frankly <laughs> about Venkis, etc. Um, and he was one of the live interviews that we managed to do uh, and, and broadcast out. So so I think he was quite uh, sort of uh, forthright with his comments. But, uh, you know, a couple of weeks later, Gary's brought him back into the club. And I think it's a good move because, again, he understands the club. Um, and I, th- I think that's important to Gary to have people who actually understand the club and yes it's a job for him but he also cares about the club so uh, so, so that, that's a good basis and he's got some managerial experience you know he's quite, uh, managed abroad I think he was in Hungary 
uh, where he was a manager and and he's been at Derby uh, coaching. So so I think it's a good appointment to get someone who not only cares about the club but has also got some European experience and and sort of champ you know uh, being at a Championship club. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, very, very happy with uh, Craig Short coming back. Very, very happy. It's, uh, it's looking good. Gary Boyer has uh, settled the ship. Um, done a, a fantastic job during last season to, to keep us up. And uh, uh, things are stabilising nicely. I just hope that uh, the, the good ship Blackburn Rovers can keep on its course uh, I don't know what your views are of, uh, of this coming season, but I, I would imagine that for most people, just stabilising in in the uh, in the championship is uh, is going to be good. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. I think we we just need a, a decent start to the season uh, mm. that'll reinforce uh, Gary Boyer's position in terms of this is a guy who can stabilise the club. Obviously, we'd love to to get promotion here you know, to uh, have yeah. a promotion challenge. Of course. But, but you know the the main thing is we're not involved in a relegation battle to begin with, and then if we can get ourselves into a position maybe in the top ten um, come January February time, then we may be able to push for a for a for a promotion, you know, a sort of maybe a playoffs or even getting into the top two. Um, you know, if you look at who went up last year, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, Cardiff went up and did they spent some money over the two seasons but uh, Hull spent very little money you know they, they did a lot of loan signings and stuff so and Crystal Palace spent virtually nothing you know mm. so and they went up so it's not always the one who spends the most money that will, will always go up you know uh, the previous year, season you know Reading spent very little money and they got up yeah. you know they come bouncing back down again but uh, you know in this league it's not about what I learned it's not about uh not always going to be the club that spends massive of money that will get up. Look at Leicester, you know they spent a huge amount of money over the last two years, and and they, they didn't get up, you know. So and it, ourselves, we spent a lot of money, and we nearly got relegated. You mm. know, Wolves spent a decent amount of money, and they did get relegated. Um, so so it's not about uh, financial resources uh, uh, equaling success in this league. It's about getting the right players in, getting the right blend. Uh, you know, getting players in who can cope with three games a week. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, um, you know uh, and and you know, once you get that sorted, uh, and you have a well-organized side, then you you, you can launch a promotion challenge. Mm. You know, Cardiff were just a well-organized side. They didn't play particularly exciting football. Uh, it's just that they were well-organized, very hard to break down, and they won a lot of games one nil, and and they got up. So, so I think. There's a possibility, but I think to begin with, I think we just need a, to focus on getting a decent start to the season. Hopefully, that'll reinforce uh, Gary's position, and then we can take it from there. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Good. Well, uh, it's been great talking to you after such a long time, and uh, thanks ever so much for for joining us. Is there anything else you want to tell us? Or? No, I think that's about yeah. it. Really. It's just good to be back doing. Mm. Podcast, you know, it's been a, a long time since we've done one. I know, I know, yeah. I know. A lot of people on Twitter have been asking when the next podcast is going to be. So, 
so it's good that we've got these podcasts up and running and um, hopefully we'll have a few more in pre-season and then um, once the season's back up and running yeah. we'll be doing the regular weekly podcasts. Yeah, um, you realise that uh, it's now two years ago since we first did our uh, inaugural podcast. It's just Jeez. <laughs> two years. Yeah. How time flies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, yeah. we're looking forward to... Uh, uh, developing things further and uh, yeah uh, as you were saying uh, should have uh, more uh, audio visual stuff uh, developing on BRFCS over the next uh, uh, year or so so yeah, yeah look forward to that good yeah I think I remember when we did the first one we thought we'll just test it out <laughs> yeah it was like just a one-off wasn't it just to see how how things went and mm. what we are now must be coming up to 60 uh, 60 this is 61 61 years. Uh, quite a number of uh, uh, specials, so it's uh, yeah. nearly 70, I think, uh, uh, yeah. all, all told. Yeah, yeah very good going. Very, very good going. quite something. It's quite something. Yeah. TS, good, thank, good. thank you ever so much for your contributions over the two years. Yes, yeah, same to you. Without you uh, anchoring these, it'd be a com- the one time I had to anchor it, it was a complete <laughs> utter mess. <laughs> So without your, your anchoring these, we, we would be all over the place. No, I know. Uh, yeah, I was talking to Glenn about this uh, uh, last weekend. We had a, a chat about uh, things, uh, backroom stuff and what have you last weekend. But uh, I say my, my English is getting much better these days. <laughs> <laughs> Two years ago, my English was rubbish. It was really... Rubbish, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's good to speak to you. And... Uh, um, as always, to everyone out there, um, it's, uh, it's been great to have you uh, with us again. Uh, first of all, thanks to thanks to you, Cami. Yeah, thank you, Ben, and uh, um, hopefully talk again soon. Yeah, good. And wherever you are in the world, uh, we do hope you do take good care. Uh, thank you ever so much for joining us. Goodbye. <laughs>